Welcome to the Jungle Thoughts Podcast, where you'll hear Abe Shomali's hot takes on Amazon, e-commerce, and more. And more. With 30 years of selling experience, 20 years of selling online, and 10 years of selling on Amazon, he knows a thing or two. And now, here's your host, Abe Shomali. Hello, everyone in podcast land. We're officially up to episode number four of Jungle Thoughts, and I, for one, am very excited. When I started out, I thought I might get bored or run out of things to talk about after an episode or two. Nope. Still here, and still plenty to talk about. Today is August 7th, 2020, and here is some of what's going on in the world of e-commerce. First off, for all of my listeners in Sweden, uh, this is a good week for you. Amazon announced to sellers that they are going to be starting a Sweden marketplace pretty soon. They didn't give us an exact date, but once that day comes, you will not have to pay excessive shipping charges to get things to you. Prime will be nice to have, and uh, hopefully there are enough Swedish people out there to make selling on Amazon.Sweden worthwhile. Next up, ROAS. Amazon started displaying ad performance this week in terms of ROAS instead of the ACOS measurement they've displayed for so many years. Now, why should anyone care? I'll get to that. Both ROAS and ACOS measure the same thing, which is how effective your ads are at generating sales. They just go about it in different ways. ROAS is a calculation that says for every dollar you spend on ads, you get X amount in ad sales. So a ROAS of four would mean that if you spent a dollar, you got four dollars worth of orders. Pretty simple. ACOS measures the same thing, just from the opposite angle. Tells you how much of your ad sales are being spent on ads. So if your $4 in sales needed a dollar of advertising, you'd have an ACOS of 25%. Essentially, a 25% ACOS is the same as a ROAS of 4. Now, who cares about two different numbers that measure the exact same thing in different ways? Well, marketers do. Up till now, Amazon has really been the only ad platform to use ACOS. Google, Facebook, and most other ad platforms of all sizes have always used ROAS, and Amazon has done their own quirky thing. I'm going to take a big leap and bet that this change by Amazon is intended to make the platform friendlier to online marketers and to make it easier to understand how things are performing for those that can't or don't want to convert measurements. I imagine that in a few months, ACOS will be a relic from the quote-unquote early days of Amazon ads, and we'll be using ROAS as though ACOS never existed. I still think a 9% ACOS will always sound more impressive than a ROAS of 11, but uh, I guess I have to roll with it. If any of my clients are listening, drop me a note and let me know if I should start talking ROAS or if I should wait a bit to get you used to the idea. Now, switching over from advertising to shipping, let's talk for a moment about merchant-fulfilled shipping. Amazon has always offered two ways for sellers to get things to shoppers. First, Amazon Fulfilled, commonly known as FBA, and Merchant Fulfilled, or FBM. Traditionally, FBA has always been the best way to sell things on Amazon, since Amazon turns things around fast and you get the Prime Badge. All that changed with COVID hitting in March. Amazon prioritized certain essential categories and basically said orders for anything else can take anywhere from a week to a month. They've been overwhelmed with the peak level of orders that they can't handle, and that opened the door for sellers to actually process orders themselves faster than Amazon can. With Amazon backed up, orders that were shipped from the sellers themselves started to get priority in Amazon systems. They got the buy box a lot more often, and shoppers were more comfortable than ever buying products that might take longer than two days. 
Now, it's about six months along. This overload trend has not let up, and at this point, nearly every Amazon fulfillment center is backed up and receiving goods. Sellers that run out of product are waiting forever for more inventory to go live, and as everyone knows, back orders are a poison to a product's rank. I think this is only going to get worse as we get closer to the fourth quarter in the holiday season. We're likely to see a lot of shipping backlogs, and sellers that can fulfill orders themselves will do really well this season. If at all possible, hold back anywhere from 20 to 50% of your inventory and be prepared to take action if Amazon hits another warehouse crunch. For those of you that only sell orders via Amazon FBA, you've got a few months to figure out some kind of processes for doing things yourself, either hiring a warehouse person to start shipping orders individually or find yourself a fulfillment center that can do this for you. It's really important and here's your chance to take a action before you really hit a wall. On to the next point of interest, or maybe not. On Monday, Bloomberg reported that the New York and Washington DC attorneys general are partnering with the FTC in investigating Amazon. Now, I'll admit that I'm a little bit underwhelmed by this. I don't think that two or eight or 49 state attorneys general will actually be able to do anything more effectively than the FTC alone. And I continue to be of the opinion that from a legal standpoint, Amazon really hasn't done things that are all that illegal. A lot of things they do are a bit ugly, but not really illegal. There's also something that I'm not clear about, and maybe somebody can fill me in on this. As I understand it, attorneys general are tasked with helping the individual citizens and residents of their states. Businesses typically aren't covered by attorneys general, and legal issues between businesses are supposed to be taken up in court with lawsuits filed by the hurt party. Any issues Amazon sellers have with Amazon are basically between two businesses, even if the size difference between the businesses are massive. I've heard about antitrust comparisons to Microsoft and AT&T, but if my thinking is right, that's, they simply don't compare. Those companies were hurting consumers in different ways. Amazon, on the other hand, is doing the exact opposite. Literally everything they do is geared towards getting shoppers the lowest prices and best service. No consumer hates Amazon because Amazon basics knocked off all birds. Counterfeits might be something that needs a remedy, but that's minor, something that could probably be solved with a fine and some extra inventory checking commitments. Now, minor doesn't mean nothing, but minor is not exactly the same as a wide-scale conspiracy to hurt other people. Um, it's certainly not something the whole U.S. judicial system needs to pile onto. I might be totally off-base, but I think that this is more than a little bit of grandstanding and trying to get some attention the wrong way. I've got one more Amazon item, but I'll save the best for last. In non-Amazon news, Walmart delayed their Walmart Plus program, which was supposed to compete with Amazon's Prime service. On one hand, I'm not surprised, since they'll have a high bar to perform well on day one, and they need to make sure that all the kinks are ironed out before rollout. On the other, I feel like Walmart is slacking. If they want to catch up to Amazon in the e-commerce game, matching Amazon's value-add offerings needs to be a priority. 2020 has been a year of unprecedented opportunity for e-commerce, and every misstep by Walmart is Amazon's cushion as people get more comfortable with e-commerce. I still won't count out Walmart in anything they put their mind to, but this delay looks like a big stumble for them. That's sort of it for the e-commerce developments of the week. But don't worry, I've got a few more things to share today. I've started listening to a podcast called Consumer Engagement in an Omni-Channel World. It's sort of technical and high-level, but it's also really interesting to me. 
In the first episode, they discussed an amazing idea, the difference between awareness versus trust. Now, marketers always want to sell product, and there are two main ways of doing that. Each has its pluses and minuses. During the Super Bowl, if you were watching, there was an ad with Captain America, Chris Evans, driving a Hyundai. Now, nobody thinks that Chris Evans is driving a Hyundai anywhere except on that set, but everyone notices that ad. That's awareness at its best. On the other side, if you go to a car review site and see 48 glowing reviews from people that have Hyundais, you're likely to trust what you see. That's the trust component. Without awareness, you're unlikely to look further and come across those reviews. Without trust, the awareness you generate will evaporate if everyone complains about a leaky sunroof. It seems obvious, but to me, I loved hearing about the behind-the-scenes thinking and strategy of all this stuff. Another interesting idea came to me by way of James Altucher. He has a great podcast that I highly recommend listening to. If a business is to succeed, you need to have a plus, a minus, and an equal in your life. You need a plus, a mentor who will guide your journey. You also need a minus, someone you can teach. And lastly, you need equals, or people at the same level as you that have similar challenges that you work through together. The more I thought about that idea, the more I liked it. It was pretty smart. Well, I mentioned that there's one last Amazon story, and indeed there is. However, it's a bit NSFW, so here's your chance to pause the show before things get uh, icky. I came across this story, and I just need to read it as is. The author deserves an award for awesome reporting, uh, but I'm not sure that a Pulitzer is the right award for this one. The headline is, Woman Catches Driver Mid-Squat Pooing in Her Garden. And the story goes, Amazon has sacked a delivery driver after a horrified neighbor caught him pooing in her garden. NHS counselor Sharon Smith said she was cooking in her kitchen when a van pulled up outside her home. A man ran from the vehicle towards her garden, and she followed him, suspecting he could be stealing some wood. But the mom of two caught the man mid-squat, defecating on her property among the trees, and promptly called the police. Sharon said he even asked what her problem was, and got aggressive as he tried to leave. She said, I asked what the heck he was doing, and he just remained pooing whilst asking me what my problem was. The cheek of it! He messed with the wrong woman. I'm a blue belt in Taekwondo, and the anger and rage he saw was enough to put the fear of God in him. I made it clear I was calling the police, and if he moved, he'd regret it. He emerged from the bush quite aggressive, but I was angrier than him, so kept him there till my husband and the police arrived. She said that the Amazon driver went on to deliver a parcel with potentially traces of excrement to one of her neighbors in Nuthall, Nottingham. Police attended the scene and questioned the delivery driver, who claimed he was desperate for the toilet. He said he was not feeling well and did not realize the grounds were part of a private garden. The decision was made not to arrest the Amazon employee on the grounds that he would clean up the mess and his employer would be notified of the incident, Sharon said. After reporting the incident on July 26 to Amazon, Sharon was told the driver would be removed from his duties while they investigated. Yes, his duties. Sharon has been promised a gift voucher from Amazon as a goodwill gesture. An Amazon spokesperson said, This does not reflect the high standards we have for our delivery partners. The driver will no longer be delivering on behalf of Amazon. That's the end of the story, but I have so many questions. First, is stealing wood a thing to be worried about in England? Or anywhere for that matter? Did he wipe? 
Did she actually have to use Taekwondo on the driver? How did he clean up his mess? Did the homeowner give him things to clean up with? Anyway, can't he just say that he fertilized the garden for her? Who in the world would accept a package after a situation like that happened next door? And of course, most importantly, how much was the gift voucher? That is really what I need to know. Now, I don't know the answers to any of these, but if anyone can let Sharon know that I'm curious, I'd appreciate it. Of course, I'll include a link to this story in the show notes. That's what I've got for today. Thanks for joining me, and bye for now.